Welcome to another episode of the 2A Lifestyle. Uh, I got my, of course, my new co-host, Mike, from Tech Cat and Just Pews with me. Go ahead and say hello, Mike. Hey there, everyone. It's Tech Cat, and I'm here and ready to be the professional retard on this podcast. Exactly. That's all we are here. So let's go ahead. I appreciate you tuning in to another episode, but before we get started, let's go ahead and start getting into the house rules. If you haven't already, go ahead and check out uh, the website, which we are on justpews.com, uh, and also social media. We are under 2A Lifestyle on all social medias out there. And then, Mike, you are just pews on Facebook uh, and Instagram. Is there anything else you on, MeWe? Anything else? No, I'm actually, I shut down the MeWe page because it wasn't getting enough traffic. Um, but if anyone wants to follow me personally, I'm on Instagram at TatCatActual. That's the only social media I'm on personally because I got booted from everything. So, But you do have the Just Pews uh, as well on Facebook and on Instagram. Yes. Yes, I do. So go ahead and check out our social medias. That is the best way to keep up with what is going on in between podcast episodes. Also, if you haven't already, go ahead and hit the... Go ahead. And if you guys are having problems finding us, um, I'm working on getting all the social media links put on to JustPews.com. You can find 2A Lifestyle stuff under the About. You do the drop-down menu and then click 2A Lifestyle. If you want to find me, just do the drop-down and hit TACAT. And then you'll find our social media stuff without having to type anything in and getting some, you know, thought from Instagram popping up. Well, honestly, the only hitch in my giddy up is, Inst- I mean, literally, it's just 2A Lifestyle on everything. Parlor, uh, MeWe, Facebook, Twitter. The only hitch in the giddy up is Instagram. Some fucking photo company, Spam, has the number 2A Lifestyle, so I had to spell out 2. So it's T-W-O-A Lifestyle on Instagram. So uh, if you're trying to find me Do they on- even post gun pictures? No, they don't. I'm so pissed. So, uh, and I'm not paying them for the name so they can go fuck off. But, yeah. Uh, best way also to keep up with new podcast episodes, if you haven't already, go ahead and hit the subscribe button wherever you're listening to this. That way you can keep up to date when new podcast episodes drop. Uh, and I understand we are a couple days late. We were a couple days late last time just because I was having some issues converting uh, audio files from one format to the other to download. But uh, we were supposed to do this Sunday and got called into work and so uh just shit happens life happens so just bear with us on that so that's why i'm saying subscribe wherever you're listening to this that way you can let us know or let you know whenever a new podcast episode comes out also if you can leave us a review it is the best way for people to find us when they're looking for gun related content uh and that is the best thing because we want to make sure i know mike's passion is helping new gun owners uh understand the gun world and the gun products that are available to them uh so that is the best way for people looking for gun related content to find us so if you can leave us a review uh we have last time i think i checked like 16 or 17 five star reviews on itunes those are rookie number guys we, we can bump that up so if you're listening to this on itunes please leave us a five-star review and then also let us know what you like about the podcast that way we can keep doing it or uh if there's something that you would like to be done uh let us know we'd be happy to uh make this a better product for you the listener uh, also, if you haven't already, go ahead and check out our Patreon. On Patreon, we are 2A Lifestyle Podcast. Uh, and anything you guys give us 
in Patreon goes directly to the podcast. It goes to pay for the subscription to uh, publish size the podcast on all the pop, uh, podcast platforms. Also, uh, it helps with uh, new stuff that is available, uh, like, uh, you know, when lightning struck my house and blew my mic uh, and, you know, got a new mic, the Patreon money helped us with that. Uh, so all that stuff is is very helpful, and we greatly appreciate anything you guys give us, even if it's just a dollar a month. Uh, like I said, you know, whenever I'm ready for, like, a big purchase, I, you know, so even those dollars a month stack up and help us out. Hopefully we will be going to SHOT Show in 2022 if SHOT Show is available. And Patreon money is the kind of stuff that helps us, uh, you know, do flights and hotel reservations and all that good shit. What you got, Mike? I was going to say, you should start using some grounded, uh, uh, what are they called? The plugins. I do. So you don't use stuff when lightning strikes your house. What it was is I left my uh, mic on and it was such a loud boom. That that's what it busted the actual, like, uh, you know, box inside the mic is what happened. Wow. Yeah. So I mean, it was it was a very it was a very loud boom. So, uh, yeah. Anyway, with that, uh, I believe I covered everything. So with that, let's go ahead and start getting into the podcast. Well, we have plenty of good uh, news stories out there for you, so let's just go ahead and start getting into it. We got a lot of uh, sh- uh, shitty news and a lot of good news, actually, so uh, I'm going to go ahead and just kind of soften the blow of the shitty news with some good news. Uh, the first article comes to us from the Firearms blog, and the title of it is Texas Permanent Permitless Carry on the Horizon. Three bills are on the line. So this talks about three bills in the Texas legislature right now my home state uh and it is hb 1238 hb 1927 and hb 1587 now these are bills that would allow unlicensed person to carry a concealed firearm uh in the state of texas uh 18 states are already currently uh in the running right now or already have i should say uh constitutional carry with three more in the running which be tennessee alabama my current state and indiana yep so uh, this would be amazing, I'm telling you, uh, because, you know, in Alabama, it, you know, to get a, a pistol permit, it's, uh, you know, I, under- I understand uh, it is basically a poll tax to exercise a right, but it is literally nothing. Uh, you go pay your like 20 to $30 for just one year, uh, and all they do literally is just run your name to make sure that you're not a prohibited person. And if you aren't, you get your license that day. Uh, now, COVID's kind of fucked that stuff up a little bit. You know, with courthouses still have limited access, uh, it's mainly done where now you either apply online or you mail your pistol permit application in and you either get it uh, mailed to you or you get it uh, mailed. Uh, you can come pick it up at a designated time. So, but I know Texas, you know, because that, like I said, that being my home state, I know it's a little bit different. Uh, you got to pay for the. Um, background you also have to have so many hours worth of training to get your concealed carry license there uh so it's wow. a little bit yeah it's it's a little bit more restrictive than you would think for texas uh but that is the case uh and especially yeah, here in, in indiana it's uh 
Here in Indiana, it's real simple. You basically fill out the, uh, the application, wait to get notified that you can get prints, I think, still. They changed it last year in June or July. But basically, you get your prints, and then within like two months, you get your permit, and it's either a five-year or a lifetime permit. Literally the same exact steps for both of them. There's no real difference, except you have to pay more if you want the lifetime. And right now, I think the five-year is free. Yeah, with us, uh, five years is $100 normally. Uh, but, you know, for for the longest time, and, and honestly, you know, they kind of fucked it up. For the longest time in Alabama, and, it, you know, I covered this a long time ago when it happened, uh, you know, you could use your pistol permit in lieu of a background check on a 4473. Uh, but the ATF caught that the sheriff, some sheriffs in Alabama were just giving away uh, pistol permits to people that were even prohibited persons. And the yeah. ATF clamped down, said you can't do that anymore. And, you know, I, I, I'm, trust me, uh, it's, it's nice because the pistol permit money is a uh, discretionary fund so much for the sheriffs. So the sheriffs sometimes use that for good things like cars, computers, things like that. But most sheriffs, unfortunately, just pocket that money. So that's why a lot of these sheriffs were just giving away pistol permits without uh, really doing the background check like they they should, uh, as required currently by law, I should say. Um, so that's was how it was fucked up. So, uh, so I mean, yeah, Texas, that, that's a good thing. And if Texas does yeah. it, I'm telling you, that is going to be a huge boon to gun ownership because oh, yeah. uh, there's a fuck ton of people live there and there's even more people living there now with the California fleeing, uh, of that state, you know? So, oh yeah. You just got to hope that the transplants don't fuck things up for everyone. Like they are in Colorado. <laughs> They're, they're going to fuck it up, unfortunately, I think. And, you know, it's just going to give more, uh, you know, House representative seats to the areas like around Austin, uh, Houston, things like that, where, you know, they typically vote Democrat anyway. Uh, but, you know, with the yep. population amassing in those areas, uh, that's going to allow for more uh, Democrat representatives in the state house. And it's also going to mean more democratic votes for governor and stuff like that. And I will say Joe Rogan said it best. I think, uh, you know, you want to keep Austin, you know, kind of like the liberal Mecca for Texas. Uh, so if you want to like vote for city council members, mayors, things of that nature, uh, and have them be liberal fine, you know, because that's just kind of the culture in Austin. Uh, but the state as a whole, you want to, keep them conservative because that's what's keeping texas the economy booming you have all these businesses uh just flocking to texas uh you know spacex um i can't think there was another big one but i I can't think of it at the moment but isn't tesla going in yeah it's uh spacex tesla you know uh both elon musk oh yeah i forgot about that uh, are going to Texas. So, uh, you know, that's, that's a big thing. And I think he's actually a hundred percent right on that. You know, if you want to keep your liberal Mecca, do that, but keep the state as a whole, the thing that made it great, the reason why you wanted to move there, keep it, you know, the way it was. Yeah. And that's, I mean, it's kind of funny how people disassociate with the politics that they left, that they voted for that ruined everything and then immediately yep. vote for it again. It's like, it's yeah. mind boggling. Well, like whenever they, they, uh, into their mask order, you know, you had all these people that clearly left California uh, because the state was just being destitute from uh, the draconian economic policies. Uh, and then the rioting that was going on there, uh, they're posting shit, you know, saying Greg Abbott needs to keep the, the mask order extended and all this kind of kind of stuff. 
you know, you can mm-hmm. wear a fucking mask if you want, but you don't need to yeah. force other people to do it. Uh, my fucking governor, uh, old Meemaw Ivy is what everybody in Alabama calls her. Uh, she, you know, is saying a bunch of shit. She's not going to extend the mask order further in two weeks. Uh, she's already came out and said that she's not going to continue it any further. Uh, but she said a bunch of shit like, you know, where the government doesn't need to, uh, you know, force people to do this. I'm like, well, bitch, you've been allowing this to happen for the last nine months. So don't try and take some sort yeah. of fucking conservative stance. You know. That's basically what Holcomb's doing here, too. He's basically saying, oh, yeah, they shouldn't be doing that, and I'm just going to let it expire. It's like, dude, you kept extending it. Shut the fuck exactly. up. Exactly. Fucking exactly. I can't stand that bullshit that the politicians do. Hold me, Ma Ivy needs to oh, fucking yeah, no. retirement home. Uh, but <laughs> next next uh, article also comes to us from the Firearms blog. Uh, and this channel, what we were talking about, Utah adopts constitutional carry. Uh, basically, any adult age 21 and older will be able to carry concealed firearms without any permit. Uh, and that takes effect May 5th. Uh, so congrats to Utah. I kind of figured that this was going to pass because Utah, yeah. being Mormon, uh, it is a very conservative state. So I figured I really this was going to pass. I really wish some of these articles would actually put whether or not uh, the constitutional carry carries over to non-residents or if it's for residents only. That's that is a very good point. Uh, I'm assuming it would be for all residents, just because, uh, you know, for example, uh, per- perfect example. Like I went to go visit some family in Lubbock, and uh, we stayed at an Airbnb, uh, you know, next to Texas Tech University. Yeah, and I that fucking you know here, you know, and being a cop, you know, I, I know the law here. Uh, you know, you can park against flowing traffic in a residential area. You just can't do it in a commercial area. So, like, if you park along the street in a commercial area, it's got to be with the flow of traffic. But in a residential area, it doesn't really matter. Um, there yeah. in, in Lubbock, you know, clearly I had a fucking Alabama tag. Uh, and then bitches wrote me a parking ticket for parking against <laughs> the, the flow of traffic in a residential area. So I was like, it you know, sucks, the, doesn't it? I was like, what the shit, man. Like I told him, I was like, you know, I, I was in a residential area. I'm like, yeah, well, that's the law here. You're a cop. You should know. I'm like, well, yeah, in fucking Alabama, we don't, you know, it's not a law in residential areas. So they were like, yeah, oh, it's funny. Oh. Me and the girlfriend were actually talking about this the other day, basically about how. Like, she's talking about how different the laws are from country to country. It's like, yeah, to a certain extent, it's like that in the United States. If you go from, like, up in Michigan, I think it is, you can make a left turn on red. Down here in Indiana, you can't do that. Yep. And you're expected to know that stuff when you visit that state. There's no, oh, I'm sorry, I didn't know. It's, you didn't abide by it. Here's your ticket. Have a good day. Yeah, same thing happened when I was, in, again, in Texas going to visit family. Uh, I got pulled over, uh, and I thought it was for speeding, but no, it was for uh, pa- driving the left lane without passing. And that's just a recent law that was passed in Alabama. Uh, but I didn't realize that was a law in Texas, and a fucking trooper pulled me over. Um, yeah, we passed that in 2017 here in Indiana, and the cops aren't fucking enforcing it. I wish to God they were, because like we have a, our main road is 65. And the speed limit for most of it is like 70 miles per hour. And you got people in the far left lane. It's a three laner most of the way. You got people in the far left lane doing 55. It's like, bitches. get the fuck off the road. <laughs> it's just, if you ain't speeding, you're impeding. The left lane, left hand lane yes. roll right there. Uh, yes. And that's, 
funny story uh, that same fucking trooper that pulled me over for riding in the left-hand lane i was like hey you know like obviously uh you know west texas is straight and narrow as the fucking sun is you know high and, and bright and uh you know you could go a hundred miles an hour there and you wouldn't even notice it because it's so straight and flat yeah so i asked him i said hey man like you know i, I want to be respectful but like you know it's kind of hard uh, i think we're in a rental car that didn't have fucking um uh, cruise control so like you know i was just doing it by foot the whole damn time and it's an 18 hour drive uh to my part of texas from where i'm at wow and uh so i asked him i said hey you know you know i try and be respectful where do you like, normally start pulling people over and he said five miles an hour and at the time i was a traffic cop and i like looked at him like he just told you know he had his dick out and i was like five miles an hour <laughs> he was like, yeah, why? What do you pull them over? And I was like, 15, unless they're in a residential or school zone, then we give them 10. And then he did the same thing. Like, I whipped my dick out and showed him. He was like, 15? And I'm like, <laughs> we're just going to have to fucking degree to disagree here, but You know what I'm saying? Like, that's just ridiculous. Because, uh, I mean, you know, here in Alabama, even though the roads ain't straight and narrow, fucking people speed all the time. And, yep. you know, the troopers give around like 10 to 15 miles an hour. Uh, and it's the same, you know, with most cops, unless they're just pure dicks, uh, you know. So anyway, next uh, <laughs> shit. Next article comes to us from Ameland, uh, and this is uh, titled A Tale of Three Tennessee Bills, The Case for Constitutional Carry. <clears throat> so uh, this is uh, SB 0318HB0018, SB0765, HB0786. And then finally, the last one is SB 1391, HB 1388. Uh, and basically what this is, uh, you know, the HB, or I'm sorry, the SB 765 is dubbed as the governor's bill, uh, which the governor is trying to get passed. And this would allow for constitutional carry in te- Tennessee. And this article is actually uh, a few days old. I think this passed. Uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure it did. Yeah, Tennessee's bills passed. So Tennessee also now has constitutional carry. Which is surprising because uh, two years ago, Tennessee legislators are saying, oh, we can't pass this because we have no way to recoup the funds from the permits. And that's all it is, man. I, I, that's all it is. Fucking that is all it is. That's all I'm going to yeah. say, man. It yeah. is. And I mean, I got a story from when I was in college because I went to community college first. And there's this chick I was, I think it was in my English. No, it was my political science class, I think. And she ended up getting a stalker. She ended up going and getting a gun, which thankfully in Indiana, you don't need to have a permit to purchase. Um, But then she applied for a carry permit. Out of risk of not breaking the law, she decided not to carry the firearm with her, even though the stalker had already started leaving her gifts. And the police department in the area basically told her to saw it off. She's not getting a, uh, uh, what's it called, a, when people can't, restraining order. There we go. Wasn't allowed to get one of those against him, but he was leaving gifts. And then the one day she didn't show up for class and she ended up being taken. She's never been seen again. God damn. And it's all because she wasn't allowed to carry a firearm on her person because she didn't have a permit. It was literally in her home and her door on her car was wide open and she just fucking disappeared. That is fucking wild, man. Yep. Yep. And no one's heard from her since. No one's seen her. No one's seen the guy. Fucking, that's going to be a Netflix series later on, I guarantee you. Oh, hopefully. <laughs> Fucking true crime Netflix series. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, and all this shit, man, is, is going on. And you're seeing a lot. I know there's a bill that is passed through committee in Alabama. Uh, and I haven't 
seen any news stories about this. There has been some Missouri passed this law. I know Kansas uh, passed this law, which basically is nullifying federal gun control. Uh, this the states that are you know conservative that voted Republican and that have Republican majorities and their state legislatures and the governorships, uh, they're passing laws to be prepared for what's coming up on the federal level. And this kind yep. of shit is stuff that, you know, the Republicans, and again, I'm going to continue to use this caveat. <clears throat> you don't have to be a Republican to be pro-gun, to be pro-Second Amendment. Uh, nope. You know, you just have to abide by the Constitution. But these uh, Republican states are preempting themselves, and it's going to end up showing up in, in the Supreme Court because this is the exact same shit that went on uh, with tariffs in the early 19th century. Uh, you know, nullifying yep. you know states nullifying federal law. Uh, this is what it's going to end up being, and I hope, and I think that's kind of what the states are hoping. They're hoping that, especially since uh, Donald Trump uh, appointed so many Supreme Court justices that they're going to get that Supreme Court majority and that a Supreme Court decision will end up being the law of the land. So, and speaking of, you know, federal courts, this next article comes to us from Gat Daily, uh, and it is the Ninth Circuit Rules Against Carry Rights. Uh, now, basically what this is, the United States Circuit Appeal, uh, Court of Appeals for the Ninth Circuit, uh, which covers the us the western end of the country, including Alaska and Hawaii. Uh, this was a case against Hawaii itself. Uh, now, Hawaii is a may issue state, not a shall issue state. So basically, Hawaii doesn't have to give any concealed uh, you know concealed carry permits whatsoever. Uh, it's just based yep. off of the sheriff in Hawaii, which Hawaii is a very liberal state, and the politicians there are progressive and therefore anti-Second Amendment. So uh, the Ninth Court of Appeals uh, basically said that Mr. Young, who is the plaintiff that was trying to get a concealed carry permit, uh, but wasn't a lot, wasn't even you know thought of to get one because of the local government in Hawaii. Uh, basically, you know, said, no, you don't have a right to uh, concealed carry. So basically just throwing out fucking, you know, uh, D.C. versus Heller, which that was basically the exact same ruling. Uh, so this is probably going to end up going to the Supreme Court, and I hope it does, uh, because this is one yeah. of those uh, cases that we would, would really be a big boon to the Second Amendment. It's a very small step uh, changing these states from may issue to shall issue. Uh, yep. Basically saying that the government has to prove a reason why that person should not get a concealed carry permit uh, instead of just basically saying, oh, yeah, you can turn in your fucking uh, you know, pistol permit license, but we're never going to we don't have to legally respond to it to either say yes or no. Uh, you know, it would be very a very cool deal, I think, uh, if this was taken to the Supreme Court. Yeah, and I'm kind of wondering how this is going to play out in the other states, because I believe this affects Oregon, too. Yep. Affects I'm Oregon. Super, I'm, I'm kind of wondering how it's going to be playing out in those states where there's a ton of gun owners that have their carry permits, and whether or not the states are going to decide, oh, no, we're not renewing any of them. We're done doing this. You can't carry anymore. Also, enjoy walking by the homeless camps while the meth addicts stab you. Oh shit, dude! And especially like in Portland, the fucking wild west town that it's becoming. 
Oh, yeah, I have a buddy that lives over there in Portland. He's constantly sending me videos of all the homeless camps, and it's just disgusting. Oh, it's, I couldn't even fucking imagine, man. I can't. I mean, I've been in New Orleans, you know. I, I haven't been really west of New Mexico. But, yeah. uh, you know, I've been in New Orleans. They have a humongous homeless population there as well. Uh, and it is just nasty. Just all the, the, the fucking broken down tents and shit like that. It's disgusting. All the needles on the fucking ground. <laughs> I didn't get that fucking close. No, you're lucky. Yeah, I just saw that shit while I was uh, swinging by a uh, train uh, train car. You, you remember know? that fucking picture? I think it was from L.A. Where they were shooting up heroin in the fucking subway and just leaving the fucking needles and no one was doing anything about it. That's fucking wild, dude. Yeah, you know, that's something else. You know, I I have literally have taken my kids and we have gone each with a Walmart bag to like a park or to a, a walking trail in town, and mm-hmm. we've gone and, and picked up trash. And that has been my deal. You know, trying to instill into my kids like, hey, you have a fucking sense of duty to keep the place where you live clean. So not only does that not mean throwing out trash whenever you got trash in the car. You know, that means going out and doing shit itself. So that's yeah. just ridiculous, man. It is. It really is. This is an interesting uh, article as well. This is from Amalan. Uh, SCOTUS denies review to New Jersey Attorney General in SAF defense distributed case. Now, what this is, uh, is the U.S. Supreme Court has denied a petition for sitter, uh, fucking some Latin word, uh, basically asking them to take up uh, the ruling in this case uh, in which the Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals uh, stated that the uh, defense distributed uh, would prevent them uh, from distributing materials related to 3D printing of firearms. Uh, and this was subject in Texas as well uh, because, you know, defense distributed is headquartered in Texas. Uh, but, you know, this this is a good deal because basically... Uh, the fifth court of fifth circuit court of appeals said, you know, Hey, this guy is in Texas. Uh, you know, you can't really bring him up, uh, you know, in the fifth circuit because, uh, you know, this is New Jersey and that's what New Jersey was trying to do. They were trying to get defense distributed to stop being, you know, putting these files on the internet. Well, Mm -hmm. uh, the fifth circuit said, you know, no, we, we can't do that. Uh, And then the Supreme, you know, they appeal to the Supreme Court and the Supreme Court says, no, the Fifth Circuit's uh, ruling was correct. So we're just going to leave it as is. So this is an amazing thing. Uh, And whereas for 3D printed guns, I I am very interested in getting to 3D printed guns myself. Uh, It is something that is on my to do list when I eventually get things organized uh, and maybe get some more room, probably. But, um, you know. That's a good thing for not only just the Second Amendment, but for the First Amendment as well. Yep. And that's actually what this has always been about was a actually a First Amendment case, in my opinion, uh, because it is the ability to put uh, thoughts and ideas in, on, you know, on the Internet, which is a you know the largest platform available right now. Well, yeah, and I mean, my thing with this whole thing is, you know, you've got Vice that's literally doing videos over how to create methamphetamines, heroin, how to cook it all up, et cetera, et cetera. Yep. If you're able to have that online, why the fuck aren't you allowed to put blueprints on how to make your own firearms, how to 3D print your own firearms, or how to make a lightning link? 
which is something that we covered in the last podcast podcast that people are trying to go after right now. Yep. Makes no sense. And I'm telling you, this is a huge deal, and this ties into the next story as well. This is from Amaland. California sues uh, the ATF to outlaw homemade guns. Now, this is uh, come out in regards to, obviously, 80% receivers. We have seen the ATF go after Poly 80 uh, in regards to trying to uh, force the closure of their facility, uh, trying to do something that says, hey, you broke the law, so that way they can stop Poly80, which is the biggest 80% receiver uh, manufacturer on the market, even though there are many others. They're going after, uh, you know, going after a fish that they think is is an easy uh, prey in regards to them, so that way they can maybe get some sort of uh, court, you know, case precedent and, so California is now suing ATF for them to do something about this. That doesn't surprise me. It's fucking California. Yeah, yeah. But, and I'm very interested to see how this case is going to go because of that last story that we covered. I'm still so surprised that there are so many custom shops located in California. Dude, that haven't jumped ship. I don't understand why either. Uh, you know, and, and it's tough for because that's something else is that a lot of people don't realize that a lot of Olympian shooters live in California a lot. Uh, and that is something normally that the U S brings the gold home, uh, in regards to shooting in Olympic sports. So that's something else that I find crazy is that not only are they just hurting the shooting sports industry itself, uh, they are, you know, damaging, uh, shoot, you know, not just the shooting industry, but the shooting sports, I should say. I kind of oh, yeah, And they're killing economies, too. I mean, like, I, I remember I, I did a video really early on for TACCAT, and I did a little bit of research. Basically, Brownells employs an entire fucking town. Yep. Like, if you ban guns entirely or regulate them to the point that they might as well be banned, you're effectively killing multiple fucking towns because these stores, like Brownells, Academy, Palmetto State Armory, uh, whatever, whichever one you're going to come up with. They're employing so many people that they're literally employing small towns. Yep. And you kill uh, that, Daniel Defense tax money. Yep. Daniel Defense is another one. Mm-hmm. So, and then, again, another story that ties into this, just going a little bit further, uh, this comes to us from Amalan, and this title is ATF Agents Showing Up at Homes of Unfinished 80% Gun Frame Dealers. Uh, have you heard about this, Mike? Yeah, I have, and I've I've seen that FPC has basically put out an, a, a statement so that way everyone knows. Don't let them in. Don't tell them. Basically, don't tell them shit. Tell them to come back with a warrant. Absolutely. Uh, and specifically, uh, these agents are coming from the Baltimore field office, uh, and there's one specific story that is mentioned where five special agents and a detective uh, from the Anne Arundel County Police Department showed up at the door uh, of the Kono co-owners of 2A Builds. And what has happened is the, hold on, the uh, owner said that, you know, they said, hey, we hear you got some 80% builds uh, and we want to see them. Well, he said, you know, we haven't done anything wrong. Uh, so sure. Come on in. And they looked around, they took some pictures and, 
they said, well, we want to look at the other farms you have in the house. And they basically said, fuck off. Uh, and, you know, he said, from now on, you're going to have to, you know, if you want anything else, you need to leave. If you want anything else, you got to get a search warrant. And the ATF agents threatened him saying, you know, if we uh, want to go get a warrant, we can go get a warrant. It's best that if you just let us look through your other firearms as well. And he said, said that. he said, fuck off. So after them get on the phone and, and talking to somebody, the agents just left. Now, there are some other uh, dealers in the area that said that they were also visited by ATF agents, but they did not allow them to come into uh, their their homes. Uh, so another one was uh, USP, uh, U.S. Patriot Army, and that's kind of what happened is uh, U.S. Patriot Army, I guess, was the dealer for all these 80 uh, percent lower receiver uh, sellers in the Baltimore area. Uh, U.S. Patriot Army has stated to Ameland that they did not uh, give any customer information to the ATF, uh, but they said, you know, it very well could be that they're getting this information from the U.S. Postal Service because, you know, the U.S. Postal Service does have their own wing of law enforcement uh, officers called the Postal Inspectors, uh, and I probably guarantee that probably they're using USPS to ship this stuff. Uh, and all they didn't really need to do is just look at, okay, uh, who did U.S. Patriot Army send uh, boxes measuring the specific size uh, to whoever? And that's yep. what they found. So, you know, I'm telling you, it, that's why you probably need to use UPS or, or fucking, I hate to say it, FedEx, because FedEx sucks big dick. Uh, but, you know, use a private company because that private company is more willing to uh, try and um, try and uh, what I'm trying to say. Screw you God, over. Yeah. <laughs> God damn it. I'm, I'm getting fucking calls on my fucking work phone and my personal phone and it's from work. So <laughs> I don't know what the fuck is going on. But uh, and just everyone, if, if they ever knock on your doors and they tell you they need to inspect, tell them to come back with a warrant. And always seek legal counsel. Bro, I am a, a I'm a freaking police officer and I tell that to people. Don't yep. fucking don't fucking tell people, you know, say, hey, this is your exact words that you need to be. Uh, I really want to cooperate with you because I feel like I, there might be some misunderstanding, but I feel it'd be my best interest to have an attorney present or to be at, under the advice of an attorney. So that's what yep. I would say. Uh, and then of course yeah, but that's you, one of the reasons I love US Law and Shield. I absolutely adore them because they can come back with a warrant and you can already have sat there and talked with the lawyer, told them what's going on. And if they show up with the warrant, you call them up again and your lawyer is going to be there for you. Yep. Absolutely, man. Uh, next and last article kind of diving into this uh, line of thing, you know, this line of stories that we've been going into uh, comes to us from Amalan and as the ATF is pondering to change the definition of what is a firearm to target the growing gun diversity more so. Um, All right. Jesus Christ. So I have to cut this shit out, but fucking, uh, Got a fucking county commissioner that has been in a legal battle with the power company. He's got damn power lines going across his fucking land. Uh, and the power company has been trying to get on there for years because they don't want people to lose power. But he yeah. doesn't want them on their land. Well, the, jur the circuit judge just finally said, hey, you can do whatever you need to do to get on that land. 
So they fucking cut the lock on his property, locked it back, and was going to give him a copy of the key. But he went ahead and cut their lock off, put his lock back on, and now he's sitting on a hill far away with a gun and some binoculars. Are you fucking serious? No. Dead fucking serious. What the fuck? This, ah, Jesus Christ. So that's that's my that was my one of my shift supervisors who got called out there, and he's like, "Hey, what what do we what do we do?" And I was like, "Well, let me call a goddamn sheriff, and tell the sheriff." And the sheriff said, "I'll call him see if I can talk some sense into him." Think so. he's gonna be able to? Yeah, he will. Because if he doesn't, he's gonna fucking get arrested. I mean, that might hurt our budget because he's a county commissioner. But <laughs> <laughs> you know, God dang man, uh, like, circle fucking- of life. You got a judge from the the circuit that says that these people can get on the property any way they need to. So, mm-hmm. Jesus, all right, all right. So, get sorry about that interruption. Uh, you'll notice the the cut in the podcast itself, but uh, I had to go deal with some some work shit real quick. Uh, the hev- how you know heavy the crown lays on the head or whatever the fuck it is, but anyway, <laughs> heavy lays the, the fuck. Now I can't remember. It. Yeah, I'm telling heavy you, is the head that wears the crown. The bullshit that happened. I'm just just fucking flabbergasted the way dumb shit ha- happens. <laughs> but uh, anyway, the ATF is pondering changing the definition of what a firearm is to target growing gun diversity. Now this is very interesting because now the ATF has dropped cases in the past. Uh, in regards specifically to AR-15 receivers, because if you look at what the legal definition of what a firearm is, it is clearly not the receiver of an AR-15. That is just basically some arbitrary measurement that the ATF did whenever AR-15 started becoming the mainstream of gun ownership. And they didn't want a uh, court, a federal court, ruling that the receiver is not the actual firearm because... Uh, you know, they don't want, um, you know, the floodgates to open up, basically, of receivers being shipped everywhere. Yeah. Uh, so I wonder what they're going to do in regards to this. I don't know if, if they're going to, you know, decide to go balls to the wall and try and say, yes, the receiver is a firearm. But I really, truly believe, looking at the letter of the law, that that is not going to hold up in court. And neither does the ATF because they've dropped it several times. Uh, but, you know, or they might try and say maybe uh, some part of the fire control group uh, or maybe the bolt, which is kind of more along the line of what the law states uh, is the firearm. Uh, it's very interesting, very interesting to see what's going to happen in this case. It will be. And this is going to be one. If you aren't paying attention to this, you're going to want to just in case they decide to say that, like, for instance, the bolt is actually the firearm and not the lower receiver, you're going to want to stock up on some bolts so that way you don't have to do transfers for them. Absolutely. But, you know, I wonder uh, what the, what will happen uh, in regards to prices because prices are already kind of fucking crazy. Um, Especially but, right now. Oh, Jesus. Uh, and so with that, you know, there will be a massive run on bolts. I'm telling you, r- receivers are super easy to fucking make, man. I've seen people make them out of melted Coke cans. Uh, you know, it, su- receivers are super easy to make. So, I mean, you know, before the, the crazy times that we're in in the, uh, the pan- you know, pandemic, you could find receivers for like 40 bucks. You know, they weren't yep. nothing fancy to write home about. But, you know, it was like some Anderson or Palmetto State receiver. But, you know, you can find them for 40 bucks even before yeah, all I mean, this honestly, happened. 
Uh, and from my understanding, which is pretty rough, because like you know, I haven't really de- delved into long guns yet. From my understanding with the AR, the lower receiver, as long as all the, the pinholes are lined up, it doesn't really matter who you get it from. Yeah, the, the pinholes and the uh, trigger the trigger hole, basically, you know? Uh, yeah. Now, there might be some QC issues in regards to, like, the, the metal treatment, the anodizing, stuff like that, uh, but it will still at least go bang for a few times before uh, something catastrophic will happen. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, in regards to bolts, um, the only thing I could say maybe that would be uh, okay is the actual trigger itself. You know, because, fuck, you can get a trigger for, like, five bucks uh, yeah. before all this crazy times. Uh, and, you know, that'd be super easy to put a serial number on there. Just the only thing is you got to make the serial number visible. So they would have to put it, like, probably on the front or the back uh, of the, the curve and the trigger. Unless this is their attempt to try and enforce the micro stamping or to get it enforced like California is trying to do. I, I don't think so. Just by the, the basis of this article, it's trying to define what the actual definition of a firearm is in regards to trying to combat uh, poly 80, 80% receivers and 3D printing, I think is what they're really going for in regards to this. Uh, so that would be going after the receiver itself. So they might. I could see the. Uh, I could see them saying the firing pin is though. I could definitely see them saying that's so that way it has to be micro stamped. But the the only thing is is that it has to be clearly visible. You know that's that's something in the law oh, that the serial true. number has to be clearly visible in the firearm. So you know you can't look at the the serial number on a on a firing pin unless uh you know you completely take the the some bitch apart, which isn't going to happen. Well, I mean, I've always wanted an open firing pin channel. I mean, that's why people <laughs> mill CZs, isn't it? Yeah, I guess so. But, <laughs> you know, it's just interesting to see what, what the ATF is, what kind of horse fuckery the ATF is, is up to, you know. Yep. And this next article, let's go ahead and talk about some, some things that's happened here recently. Uh, if you haven't been living under a rock, you know that there has been a mass killing in Atlanta and there's been a mass killing in Boulder, Colorado. Now, uh, there has been a lot of dumb shit in regards to what's going on in Atlanta. Uh, you know, I have some progressive friends that said this was uh, racism against Asians. And I guess you could say maybe it is, but it's only uh, because he liked Asians so fucking much that he wasn't you know, getting his dick wet enough, you know, enough times by these massage parlors. Uh, and, you know, the motive that's come out is that uh, this guy was basically a sex addict and he saw these massage parlors as a temptation against him. Uh, now, there's been some reports. I haven't su- substantiated this as I've substantiated what I've said already thus far. But there have been some reports that uh, he, you know, has blown all his money at these massage parlors trying to get a rub and tug. Uh, and, you know, that's just kind of, you know, he was going downhill with a sex addiction uh, because of these massage massage parlors. Uh, now, there were some uh, white people killed in the massage parlors. Now, I will say that. Uh, but primarily the victims were Asian. But because that's kind of what an Asian m- massage parlor fucking is. It's full of Asians. Uh, so yes, uh, in regards, 
you, you would think in regards to the Boulder, Colorado incident, uh, the, the mass killing that happened out there. Uh, now that was just ironic as fuck at first, because when this first happened, you know, the old fucking meme, you know, whenever there's a, a mass uh, shooting, you just got a picture of Betty White in there. You automatically think Betty White, you know, and mm-hmm. they sh- showed a picture of the shooter being uh, escorted away. And it looked like, you know, a big beer bellied guy uh, balding with a beard. Uh, yeah. And from the photo, you know, the photo was probably taken, you know, tens, if not uh, over 100 yards away because it was a very blurry ass fucking photo. Yeah. You know, it looked like a, a white male. So. Yep automatically right away you saw all of these progressives that are calling for gun control saying you know this is some sort of uh you know political thing or you know whatever it may be because boulder colorado is a very progressive place yes uh and you saw you know all the 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 tweets and all this kind of stuff talking about how uh, Boulder, you know, is just another subject. You know, it was another victim to white masculinity, all this other kind of bullshit. And then yep. it came out that this guy, in regards to the Boulder, Colorado incident, and sorry again for probably you're going to hear this fucking clicking and in, in, uh, the unmatched audio, uh, just fucking work again. So in regards to the Boulder, Colorado incident, the shooter ended up being a uh, Syrian immigrant. He's from the country of Syria. Uh, and he uh, is a devout Muslim. And I'm not going to get into the religious game here, but you know it's one of those things that it appears that he had been radicalized uh, and that we have just dropped some uh, bombs and shit in Syria and in the Biden administration. There's been some more military action in the Middle East. Yep. Uh, and I've actually heard, and again, this is un- when I say unconfirmed reports, I like to at least see three different news organizations that are basically aren't copy and pasting each other. Uh, so if, you know, they have different wording, different sources, things like that. So I've only heard this on one news source. Uh, so I consider it unconfirmed. Uh, but one thing that I saw was that this individual actually had planned to attack a Trump rally last year uh, before the election, but it was canceled due to coronavirus. So, uh, and also the Facebook page has been taken down, but there was also, uh, I believe screenshots of people that have believed, you know, that it was his page and he had, you know, posted progressive things talking about, uh, immigration, talking about Trump, uh, you know, in derogatory terms. So this just fucking blew up in the face of progressives that are really, were hoping for a narrative that would fit perfectly for their gun control agenda that they're passing, trying to pass now. It really did, and it ended up blowing up additionally because supposedly, and this is, I saw it on two different news sources. I haven't been able, I, well, I haven't taken the time to look into it more, but supposedly this guy was connected to someone that was high up on the FBI's watch list, and yep. they absolutely could have stepped in, intervened, and prevented this from happening, but just like in Parkland, the FBI sat on their thumbs. Yeah, and he purchased this gun legally. Uh, he had purchased it six days before uh, the actual shooting had occurred. Uh, now, and I found this interesting, and I had gotten into uh, just a little back and forth. And this is something that's interesting. He, it was purchased six days prior, and I was having this back and forth with somebody on uh, social media. That, And this is something that kills me. It was a local TV news station for me that was reporting that 
you know, when this shooter was first identified. And uh, somebody was talking about, I bet if there was universal background checks, this wouldn't have happened. Uh, you know, not knowing that he had purchased it legally. And I jumped in and I was like, well, you know, Colorado actually has very strict gun laws after the Aurora theater shooting. Uh, they do have yep. universal background checks. They not only have background checks done through NICS, but it also has to be done through their local, uh, their state investigative uh, police. So you have to yep. be get the go ahead from the Colorado State Police, and you have to get the go ahead from NICS. Also, they have magazine limits. Uh, so they have a fifteen round magazine limit. So this However, guy, there is one. There is a grandfathering law to that. I believe it's that any magazine produced before 2012 is grandfathered in, which is why P mags are so popular because there's really no way to date them like there is for some aluminum mags. Well, and if he purchased this legitly from a gun store, which a gun store has actually come out and said that they've sold this individual uh, a firearm, uh, that's how it was known that he purchased it legally. Uh, you know, through the normal channels of AFFL. Yep. Uh, you know, I'm sure that that gun store, not wanting to lose their business license or get arrested by the state police, uh, I'm sure they, they don't sell PMAGs that were, you know, supposedly made before. Oh, yeah, definitely not. Def- it's, a, it's more of a uh, private thing. Yeah. Uh, so I'm, I'm sure in. It, this guy uh, purchased a Ruger uh, 556 AR pistol, uh, and that's something else that now liberals are starting to see in regards to the idiocy of gun laws is that this is considered a pistol. Um, but that that's something else that I think is going to be down the road uh, attacked by yeah. gun control advocates in regards to AR oh, yeah. pistols. But uh, anyway, so... This these both of these mass killings have happened, and that is what has brought on the onslaught of uh, gun control at the federal level. Uh, I've read several uh, mainstream media articles in regards to this, just because uh, you know serving in the army and then also being in law enforcement. I always try and know what the other side is thinking, so that way, if I'm ever uh, in a uh, discussion with somebody that is for gun control, I try to know what kind of facts they're going to bring up, know what they're thinking in regards to, well, you know, this gun control law might help this, that kind of stuff. Yeah. And it is pathetic what the mainstream media is doing. One poll uh, said that uh, 57% of Americans are for more gun control. But the poll was of only 500 people <laughs> and if you know anything about polls you know a shitty poll has i think around like between a thousand to two thousand people polled most polls include five ten fifteen thousand people uh and yep. that is what a good poll does so a poll of only 500 fucking people uh that is cherry picking who they want to be Oh, done. yeah, especially in a country out of 300 and, what, 40 million? Yeah, it is fucking ridiculous. Uh, so, I mean, the mainstream media is just fucking throwing more fuel in this fire of oh, yeah. uh, the gun control engine trying to get this steamrolled through and try to impede I mean, on our Second Amendment rights. We see it everywhere, and we see it with everything. And it's like here in Indiana with the constitutional carry bill. We got the media saying, oh, they're trying to uh, – oh, fuck. What's it fucking – what's the word for it? They're basically trying to withdraw carry permits. They're trying to in – the, in the 
headlines. They're saying that they're going to do away with carry permits, making it seem like if constitutional carry passes, carry permits are now void and you aren't going to be able to carry in other states. It's like, hold the fucking phone. That's not what that, that's not what's happening. You're still going to keep your carry permit. It's still going to be valid. You just don't need it. You just don't need it to carry in this state. Yeah. And that's a lot of people, especially people that travel, are still going to get carry permits because they want to be legally carrying yep. wherever they go. Yep. So, you know, it, it's just madness. And so that that's something I wanted to include this article about. Uh, it's from Gat Daily. It's violence by the numbers. And I'm all about informing the listeners so that way they can be more prepared whenever they might get into a discussion about gun control with somebody. So, uh, it, and I is a, a shit ton of numbers here. Uh, I'm just going to recommend that you go read it. But basically, the big thing of it is, uh, violent crime is down in the United States. It has been going down since the 90s. There's been little yep. minor spikes here and there, but as a whole, which is normal. Yep, as a whole, gun violence is down. In regards to mass shootings, in quotation marks. Uh, they're trying to pass assault weapon bans. They're trying, you know, quote unquote, assault weapon bans. Uh, they're trying to pass magazine limits, do universal background checks. Now, and this is something that I think is very interesting to note as well, is that mass shootings are dubbed as where three or more people are shot. Now, most sh- mass shootings are going to be gang related, whereas yep. a drive by is done. Uh, you know, the deal, I think it was in Virginia beach. There was another mass shooting, but of course didn't fit the narrative because it was gang related. Uh, you know, that is where most of your mass shootings are going to be done. And I think nine out of 10, um, you know, without having to see exactly here, it's got all the mass shootings. Uh, but nine out of 10. Okay, here we go. In 2019, there was 34 mass shootings and only uh, 24, or I'm sorry, mass attacks in public places. Uh, There was 24 mass shootings involving firearms in 2019, and only six of those involved a long gun. The rest involved a handgun, or there was one instance where one involved a handgun and a long gun. And then especially in regards to gun homicides, what is it? Two-thirds of gun homicides are all done by our suicides they're all suicides and what is the majority of suicides they're done with handguns yep. i will say some are long guns i've been to several of them working you know worked them uh and uh, some of them are you know long guns but two-thirds of those uh are done by or, or suicides and then when you're also looking at the type of firearm that was used in non-suicide homicides a fraction like less than 10 percent are committed with long guns basically so, you're more likely and Kalyan noir did a video of this you're more likely to die falling down the stairs than you are being shot by a long gun yep uh you're more likely to be killed by a blunt instrument than be killed by a long gun yep. and that's something else that the fbi statistics don't note is that some of those homicides are actually considered justifiable justifiable homicides or self-defense shootings. Uh, So who knows what even really the real number is. And now before anyone wants to chime in about how many lives it could be sick, or how many lives could be saved if we banned them, consider how many lives are saved annually. Per the CDC, with a very limited study, 
They said that firearms are used defensively every year in the United States between 500,000 and I believe 3 million times without a shot being fired or the police being involved. That's potentially 3 million people that are alive today because they had a firearm on them. And if you even want to use some of the lower estimates, some of the lower estimates have it around 200,000 people. So Mm -hmm. still more people's lives are being saved because of firearms than are being taken by firearms, even if you include suicides. Yeah, if you include suicides, it's around 33,000. At 250,000 people saved, I'm pretty sure the cost is worth the gain. Exactly. So put some of them facts inside of your fucking you know, brain purse uh, and use that whenever you start talking to these people that are pushing for gun control. Yep. Now, in regards to this, I want to talk about, uh, get rid of this, but a Chris Chung, good dude. If you remember Top Shot, which uh, Mike's younger than I am, but I remember Top Shot vividly. I fucking loved it. Uh, do you remember Top Shot? No, actually, I don't know what you're talking about, you fucking boomer. Are you serious? You don't know what Top yeah, Shot is? I don't know what you're talking about. Oh my fuck, Mike. Just, <laughs> oh my sweet glazed balls. You need to go Look, on to... to be completely to... honest, and to be completely fair to me, I didn't get into firearms until I was like 20. That That's fair. That's fair. But Top Shot was an amazing fucking TV show on the History Channel. And this was kind of like in the area when they were, you know, really going away from fucking history and they started coming out with like uh, Pawn Stars and all this other bullshit. Well, they came out with Top Shot before Pawn Stars. And basically what it was is they got uh, contestants from across the country and they were like regular average civilians. Some were active duty military. Some were active duty law enforcement. Some were vets. Uh, But they were taking these people and they were doing like these fucking Annie Oakley style shots with guns from across the time span of everything and actually not even some guns they were using like bows and arrows even in some some they were wow. using fucking atlatls uh you know but they also shot some really cool shit uh at one time you know they shot uh what is it you know the corner gun that was in uh, uh wanted with uh angelina jolie oh i love you know, that gun they they use that uh, and they did these Annie Oakley-style shots, and uh, at the end of it, I think they won like $100,000 or something like that. Huh. Fucking check it out, dude. And if, and if you are listening to this and you haven't checked out Top Shot, I, I think all the episodes are probably on uh, YouTube. Uh, if not, I'm, I know for a fact it's on, was I think Discovery Plus is what the History Channel falls under. Um, so if you have that subscription, check that out. Uh, but I know for a fact at least some of the uh, things that they did are on YouTube. So you can see like some of the challenges that they did and stuff. Well, Chris Chung actually was the first average civilian dude that won top shot. And I actually uh, think I was watching a video with him in it earlier today. Yeah. And, uh, Chris Chung is an Asian American. Uh, he's actually from California and he won history channels top shot. I think in like season three or four, this ended up going like five or six seasons and no shit. Uh, finally, I got the balls to fucking apply for Top Shot, and then they canceled the fucking show. I was so pissed. I'll never forget that. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> fucking conjecture there, but that's funny. Um, but anyway, uh, 
after the Atlanta shooting, you know, they're trying to say it's all this, you know, Asian uh, American hate and, you know, racial discrimination and all that kind of stuff. Uh, and he went before the U.S. Senate Judiciary Committee uh, when they were holding a hearing in regards to constitutional and common sense steps to reduce gun violence was the name of it. Uh, and he flat out said, you know, gun control is racist. Uh, you know, Asian Americans have used the Second Amendment to defend themselves and things like the L.A. riots. Uh, you know, yep. the, the government top Koreans. Uh, the government used gun control to intern Japanese Americans uh, during World War II. Mm -hmm. So he said, you know, actually what's really racist against Asian Americans is gun control. So I just wanted to fucking give a humongous shout out to Chris Chung. Uh, fucking check him out on Top Shot. <laughs> and now he's a competitive shooter. He does this full time. He does competitive shooting full time uh, as his job. So that is awesome. And, you know, I haven't met him personally. I, you know, follow him on social media uh, and all the stuff that he does. And he seems like a super cool guy. Dear Chris, please send me ammunition. I'm almost out. Thank you. <laughs> uh, this other one comes to us from Farms News. Now, this is interesting. Uh, Rico Ab Abdniejo. Okay, be I'm going to let me pronounce one. this for you. Abednego. There yeah, I was, I was going to be careful with that last part on that name. Uh, Nikwai yeah. Marley, that's a <laughs> fucking handful. Uh, was he going to be the next mass shooter, uh, you know, during a uh, public... He was found in a public supermarket in the Atlanta area again. Uh, he was found with a 12-gauge pump shotgun, uh, Taurus G3C, uh, Mossberg MC2C, Glock 43... Uh, and a Glock 85638 special revolver. Uh, the witnesses state that they also saw a AR-15 leaning against a wall. Uh, he was also wearing a ballistic vest. And, you know, fortunately, cops were fucking Johnny on the spot. They stopped him, took him into custody, and, uh, you know, arrested him, basically. Uh, now, they haven't really released anything stating that he was planning on shooting up the Publix. Uh, now, this is a, a black individual. Uh, they took possession also of two cell phones, a ski mask, a bag, and three keys. Uh, he was also, uh, you know, he was detained. He was charged with criminal attempt to commit a felony, five counts, possession of a firearm during commission, or attempt to commit felony possession, uh, five, uh, six counts. Uh, and he was, um, you know, taken to jail. Now, you haven't heard anything about this, and probably because it does not fit the narrative for gun control. Uh, you know, they don't know why he had $2,500 on him. Why did he have a ballistic vest? What were his motives? You know, is he affiliated with any sort of religious or political group? You're not hearing shit about this. So that makes me wonder, is this, again, part partially maybe another terrorist attack? What are your thoughts, Mike? I I think it's just that it doesn't fit the narrative. It's like that that 12-year-old boy that got stabbed in the neck. You know, you got you got this older black gentleman and he just runs up stabs this 12-year-old boy in the fucking neck calling him a white devil. Yep. You didn't hear about it because it doesn't fit the narrative. Just like this doesn't fit the narrative. The only reason we heard about the one in Boulder and the, I mean the only reason, is because from a distance, the guy was white. And by the time they realized, oh shit, he's a Syrian, 
not actually white, white, even though the federal government labels him as white. Once they learned that, it was, oh shit, now we gotta try and save face because we just went all out on this. Yeah. Yeah, I'm fucking telling you, man. Like, I I feel that probably this was gonna be another mass killing um, just based off the totality of the circumstances. You know, what was it after uh, Parkland, I think? Uh, you had that dumbass where a plate carrier uh, open carrying an AR-15. To Walmart. To Walmart. And yep. his ass got arrested. Uh, yep. You know, but he was recording himself the whole time doing it. Uh, you know, it came out that he was a part of, uh, you know, some uh, pro 2A organizations. He flat out said that, you know, I was doing this to try and exercise my rights. Uh, I don't even think he had a round in the chamber or I don't even know if the magazine was loaded. You know, I, it's been a while. I can't remember, to be honest with you. There's uh, a right and a wrong way to be a 2A advocate, and that's the wrong way. Yeah. You know, was it this guy's right? Absolutely. Did yes. he look like a dick? Absolutely. Yes. That's why he got arrested. Now, uh, look, as, as, as the deemed professional retard of that podcast, I wouldn't even do something like that. Absolutely. With your Bubba Gump shrimp hat on. By the way, hopefully we'll have a, a fucking video podcast here shortly as well to go along with these audio podcasts. Uh, but, I mean, Mike can see my back room is just a fucking wreck uh, from having my girlfriend move in. And so I need to organize some shit. Uh, I could do the uh, green screen, but I think that looks like shit. So I'm trying to do my room nice that way. Uh, we don't have to worry about that. Yeah, right now I just have my, my Brownells flag and my press neck thing. Which I got this at the NRA show in 2019. They actually gave me a press pass. It was pretty cool. Fucking A, man. That's cool. So they uh, also want to talk about some one real dickhead and one potential one, maybe. Uh, go ahead and talk about some their follow-up with Savoy Leather. Okay, so this one, it, it's un- unsubstantiated. It's just it's a claim from one of the people that was in the group, which... To be honest, everyone in there has been very honest with each other. They've been straightforward with me, so I have no reason to question this information. Um, Basically, one of the guys was disputing the charge with Wells Fargo, and the agent on the line basically said, yeah, we're dealing with a lot of claims. Dealing with this. Guy asked, they said, yeah, we're dealing with like 7,500 claims. If you do the math... With an average order size of $200 with just Wells Fargo alone, Savoy took off with $1.5 million. If you do what their cheapest item was, which was a wallet for, I believe, $80, that's still $600,000. Jesus Christ, I didn't know that these were that fucking expensive. Yeah, so there's that much, and that's not including like PayPal, that's not including any of the other... Uh, banks out there. That's just Wells Fargo alone. 7,500 complaints, allegedly. Um, Moving on from that, they're now posting pictures that they're on a vacation. I'm working on a post right now to put up on the Just Pews Facebook page to keep everyone kind of in the loop that isn't in the group but want to know about it. Um, But yeah, they're somewhere tropical right now, if not somewhere in the southern United States, taking a nice vacation. Don't care at all. Fucking A, man. That's crazy. Now, I will say this. There is another uh, leather holster company, and I will say leather holster because, obviously, if you order from Savoy Leather, you want a leather holster uh, that you 
talked about that I'd like to I'd like to I'd reach out to you. I thought I'd like to have them on, uh, but th- they're kind of helping out these victims from Savoy Leather. So why don't you talk about them just briefly? Yeah, so there's actually two of them now. Um, one of them they have a backlog of eight months, and that is Bitterroot Gun Leather. Uh, Caleb's a pretty great guy to work with, or so I'm told in terms of getting a holster made. And the other one is Murray Hill Leather, if I'm remembering correctly. Uh, Bitterroot kind of jumped in a little bit late, but he's still helping people out. Murray Hill actually came out and was like, look, if you need this done expedited, I'll put everything else aside and I'll get it done and made for you. So they're nice. really helping out all these people that were affected by the Savoys basically being dickheads. That's fucking crazy, man. And be honest with you, you know, if you guys are listening or if you're looking in a leather holster from them, reach out to them. Tell them you like to have them on the podcast. I'd like to, to hear out from them. And, of course, we could always, you know, our buddy Cliff from Coldwork Concealment, he's got your needs for Kydex. But some people really like leather. Uh, leather's good for, uh, you know, dress clothes and stuff like that if you uh, want to do that. So uh, that is an option as well. Let them know you'd like to maybe, maybe have a, a sponsor. That'd be awesome. They're particularly great if you want to be a boomer with a 1911 and go to the range and piss off some FUD by having your 1911 chambered at 9 millimeter. Says the guy that is looking at a Kimber 1911. Oh, leave me alone, okay? <laughs> <laughs> All right, and Look, the next to be one. Fair, to be fair, go ahead. They dropped their CEO. They dropped their CEO. They moved to Bama. They've got to be a little bit better now. I will say, and I told you, I actually own a Kimber Tactical Elite 2. Uh, I got it for the absolute cheap price of $250. Uh, and it is, it's it's nice. It's just a pain in the ass to, to put back together after getting it and done cleaning and all that kind of stuff. So, uh, yeah, you got to be careful getting it to scratch. Yeah, well, I got it nice and Cerakoted, man, because it was beat to hell because it was somebody's truck gun. It had fucking Coke stuck all in it and stuff. That's that's why I got it so cheap, man. Uh, I, I you know trade him for a gun that I paid two hundred fifty dollars for, so that, that's how much I got for it. This next one, uh, it, Rob Pincus. Now, if you haven't already known what's going on, Rob Pincus, along with Dan Gross, who used to be the uh, president of the Brady campaign. Now, if you don't know what the Brady campaign is, uh, the Brady campaign is uh, you know that the devil the big time gun owner or the gun control advocates outside of uh mothers again or mothers demand action or whatever the fuck it's called. So if you've ever gotten a background check, it's because of the Brady's exactly. But now Dan gross, I mean, he has seen the light. Uh, he is a two a advocate. Now, uh, he doesn't, I, I sh- should say he doesn't advocate gun control like he used to because him and Rob Pincus have uh, released a article on Ameland and the title of it is guns in America ending the culture war and starting a productive conversation. Now what's interesting about this is I'm going to just read some of the highlights in regards to this. Now uh, you know, these are exact, you know, quotes from the article itself. Uh, change is being made possible impossible by perceptions of a culture war that does not actually exist. I happen to disagree with that because it is a very much of a culture war against our Second Amendment way of life. Yes. Now, the next quote is, 
We are two advocates, activists, and leaders from opposite sides of the gun debate who have come together because we both believe we are at a make-or-break moment. Suffice it to say, there is plenty that we disagree on, but for anyone with the genuine goal of reducing the number of preventable gun deaths in our nation, we believe we have an opportunity for real impact that has not existed in years if we are not able to seize it, it is likely to have negative repercussions for years to come. Fortunately, the policy area with the most synergic message is also the one that represents what we believe is the greatest potential for impact. Expanded background checks. <laughs> and it goes on to say, we believe the public sit face of any policy push should, as entirely as possible, be focused on background checks. Now, that, those are those exact quotes. Those are the exact quotes uh, from their article. Now, many people have come out and just fucking railed Rob Pincus for this. Now, if you are not familiar with who Rob Pincus is, Rob Pincus, uh, he is a firearms instructor. Uh, he is, I don't know if he, we would say he's very well known, but he's a very well known face. Uh, he's very yeah. well known in the gun community because of the shit that he's kind of hopped around and done. Kind of like this. Uh, but he's also a very well known face because uh, his personal defense network or personal defense world, whatever he he does, uh, it's pushed kind of heavy by um, what is the the CCA? What is, what is the other one that does concealed carry insurance? USCCA. USCCA. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, they were kind of partnered with PDW for a while. Uh, he has uh, come out with a method called combat focus or what's now called intuitive defense shooting. Uh, he was also a Springfield Armory uh, paid um, paid Chill. shooter, basically. Chill. Uh, I'm going to say paid shooter now. Uh, and he you know, was really one of the ones that defended XD. Um, now I'm just going to say I kind of – Personally, I'm just going to say I have a little soft spot in my heart for XDs because that was my first handgun because I wasn't an uneducated uh, I was an uneducated gun owner back in the day. I'm looking at Kimbers, I understand that. But so, anyone who anyone who pay who takes payment from Springfield to shoot for them can deep throat that grip safety. But now, you know, Springfield <laughs> does make good 1911s. I they're mean, up, they're up there with yeah. Kimber in regards to 1911s. Springfield also makes I, decent rifles. No, I've actually heard a lot of issues with them having staking issues and a whole bunch of other problems. Well, I was thinking more along the lines of the M14 rifle. I mean, there's still some people that that really you like mean the that M1A? platform. Yes, thank you. Oh, gotcha. The boomers. The boomers, but also, <laughs> you know, competitive shooters up until recently, a lot of competitive shooters were still using that platform, a rifle. Boomers. Competitive, competitive shooting for long range. <laughs> boomers. So, you know, I, I'm just giving the benefit of the doubt here. Now, obviously, these aren't my personal opinions. I'm just saying what could be considered uh, an opinion by objectionable people. So, uh, and... Also, Rob Pincus is the president of Save the Second, which is an organization. No, no. That is... he is the media director. I looked media that up director. today. Yes. Okay. I knew he was up there. Anthony thought... Garcia is the president. That's right. Anthony Garcia. So m my mistake, Ron. Uh, we've had Ron Cotter on the uh, show in the past. Good I love you, Ron. Ron. He's a good friend of both of ours. Uh, you know, Ron 
was one of the main drivers uh, to creating Save the Second, which if you don't know what that is, it is an organization to reform the NRA to make it a more effective organization to stop it from being such, you know, greedy pieces of shit, basically, with Wayne LaPierre. Uh, Rob is a huge piece of the Save the Second. Um, Now, despite all of that, this is what we're talking about today. Now, Rob has come out and said, you know, numerous things. He's even uh, wrote on my uh, Facebook page in regards to me posting an article about this. And I told him, I said, hey, Rob, you know, I understand that you are saying a lot of stuff that probably should have been said in the article and not in Facebook post to defend yourself in the article. Goddamn eating a fucking sour straw over there. <laughs> hey, man, don't hit don't hit the player hit the game oh shit man but uh anyway so uh talking about that you know he's defended himself and said you know if we're going to there should be exceptions to universal background checks but this in regard you know to me kind of goes back to you know i don't want there to be a psychology exam for you to get a firearm so that way we can keep it away out of you know keep firearms out of the way of um, mentally ill people because I don't want uh, psychologists to be the deciding factor of who gets a firearm. Yes, kind of the same predominantly liberal that are against guns deciding whether or not someone could, should have a gun. Exactly. And kind of going the same thing with background checks. You know, most people, I consider this a poll tax just like concealed carry permits. Um, you know, getting a background check uh, universally is a poll tax. Most people want to buy used firearms because they're cheaper. Now, if you yes. are going for a cheaper firearm, uh, it is because you are less of me. You know, you have less means. You don't have as much, you know, as much money to go drop $600 on a brand new yep. Glock. Uh, so a lot of people buy used firearms and, you know, the progressives are even narrowing the way people can buy used firearms because they're taking them off Facebook marketplace, even though lots of people have found ways around that. Uh, they've sued the shit out of arms list to where now arms list mm-hmm. is requiring you to pay a premium to respond to people that are selling guns on there. Uh, that Which kind of if shout out to all the people that put their phone numbers on there. Damn straight, man. And I'm sure Armsless is going to find a way around that because Armsless is fucking being taxed or sued to death. That's why they got to do that. Yeah. You know, it sucks. Um, so, you know, I've seen separate versions of this bill to where either the sheriff's office or the uh, local police department does the background check. Uh, it could be in regards, you know, you might have to go to a FFL and the FFL is going to do it. Um, but you know, not every FFL does transfers. Nope. And a lot of them will actually charge $200. That way you don't go to them for a transfer. Same thing can happen with this. Uh, it is just another way to tax the poor out of firearms ownership, which should be, you know, not the case. It should be open to everybody. This is literally a poll tax. It should be. And I mean, the other thing is, like, this really tramples down on state rights. It should be up to the state to decide whether their citizens can sell privately to each other without a background check or not. Absolutely. So, I mean, just with that, you know, is Rob anti-gun? I don't think Rob's anti-gun. 
I just think he's trying. He, he and Rob is old enough. You know, it's not like he he's some Gen Z. He's old enough that he should know that. How many times has we have firearms owners through the history of gun control given up a little ground, thinking, "All right, give you this. This will be the end of it." But every twenty to to thirty years, the gun control politicians come out and they try and take more, and that's what yep. they're doing. I think Rob is trying to give them this, thinking, "All right, we give them this. That'll be the end of it." Whereas I think that if we give them this, with the current political climate, they'll see this as a win. Let's go on to the next thing. <clears throat> I would like to recite something. Go ahead. If you give a mouse a cookie, he'll ask for a glass of milk. If you give a mouse a glass of milk, whatever. I don't remember the fucking rest, but you guys know where this is going. Yeah, give them a finger, they'll take a hand. You know, mm. Give them an inch, they'll take a mile. Yeah, just basically, let's go ahead, bend over, gape our butt cheeks open, just take it. That's basically what this is. Absolutely. So, Rob, and, and this is what I've said. I understand where you're coming from, Rob. We're going to have to agree to disagree on this. Um, the few times I've talked to Rob, you know, I've talked to Rob on the phone a couple times uh, in regards to the Save the Second stuff, and he seems like a cool dude, you know. Uh, I talked with him a couple of times on TACCAT because there was a, fuck, this was, I think it was during the NRA show, maybe a little bit, maybe a little while after, he'd made some comment, and, like, I read it, and it's like, okay, that's not exactly what he said, I'll give him benefit of the doubt, and that's basically what I put in the post, because I don't know the guy that well. But, this is the second time he said something like this, and I am fucking done with the compromising. I'm tired of everyone trying to say, yes, we need to compromise. I, I'm not going to agree to disagree. Eat a dick. I'm I'm not compromising anymore. Give me I'm not compromising either. And that's what I'm saying. You know, we're just going to... We're just going to disagree on this, Rob, because I, I, I just don't think that we should give anything else. Um, and I personally don't want to see this because now you're going to see uh, the gun control advocates say, you know, here's Rob Pincus. Rob Pincus has been in the firearms industry for years. Uh, he yep. is involved in so much in the gun industry. Uh, he is also have given impassioned speeches in regards to uh, the Second Amendment, you know, on the, yeah. the 2A rally last year. You know, he's given really great speeches. He's also given really great speeches in regards to the corruption of the NRA. So they're going to say, if Rob Pincus believes that universal background checks are okay, then it should be good. Yep. Or you're going to have also, you know, people misquote him and say like, oh, Rob Pincus thinks, you know, gun control is fine. Well, no, he said just partial expanded background checks is fine. Or, you know, you just universal background checks is fine. That's not what he's saying. He's going to be misquoted for the rest of his, you know, existence, honestly, in regards to this. Yeah, Until I mean, somebody else comes out and does some dumb shit. And I mean, that's how it's always going to be. But at the same time, stop compromising. Absolutely. I'm, I'm, I'm done with, like, it's like the NRA. Oh, well, we'll do this. And then a couple years later, well, we're fighting to get it back. It's like, yeah, but you gave it up in the first place. Absolutely. And, you know, you have people uh, coming out from Legally Armed America, Paul Glasgow. Uh, you have Hank Strange coming out in regards to this. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, you have a ton of people coming out and saying, and, you know, Rob Pincus is not the best, you know, um, most beloved person, I should say. He's not the most beloved person in regards to the gun community, uh, but he is a very well-known person. 
Yeah. And to wrap up the main segment, I just kind of want to throw this fun article from Gat Daily. Uh, it is the five types of gun control supporters. Uh, there's a well-intentioned. Uh, people think that this is really going to get guns off the streets to reduce violent crime. Uh, there's the party line person uh, that they state, which is, uh, you know, I'm voting for, you know, Democrats because Democrats, you know, my daddy voted for Democrats, my granddaddy voted for Democrats. Uh, so if they support gun control, then I support guns, gun control. You have the guns are scary, uh, which is lots of people, uh, you know, thinks guns are just scary, so nobody should have them. Uh, you have the projector, uh, which is you have that person saying, well, uh, I don't like guns. I don't think people should have guns, so you shouldn't either. And then there's the statist, which I believe that's what the politicians are. And you know what's funny? All of these people, they wouldn't exist if their parents would have taught them one thing. Mind your own business. <laughs> Well, and I've said it before. I that's why I think you know hunting is at the lowest it's ever been ever, and I think we need to also as gun owners really focus on hunting because that's how most people are introduced to firearms. That's where most people get their love for firearms, and uh, you know hunting unfortunately is a dying sport, and I think we should really try and focus some of our energy towards hunting because I think that's how it can hopefully possibly help our stance in regards to the gun control argument i could definitely see that helping or even just doing some more 22 competitions around the nation for kids to participate in absolutely the old johnny appleseed stuff Mm -hmm. so with that uh before we get into the next segment let's just go ahead and talk about cliff at core concealment uh cliff is a sponsor of the show he makes uh, quality and custom Kydex holsters. Uh, he does have some holsters that are ready to ship, uh, but he also makes custom Kydex holsters as well. Uh, Cliff started making Kydex holsters with discrete carry concept clips on them before most of the big companies are doing so. Uh, he knew he saw a good you know product to put on his holsters to make them better quality, and he did it. Uh, check out Cliff at CoworkConcealment.com. Also check him out on social media on Facebook and Instagram, and let them know that 2A Lifestyle sent you. And if you don't, you suck. Damn right. So with that, let's go ahead and start getting into the gun gear news and reviews. Uh, I don't have a whole lot of uh, gear to review, but man, there's a fuck ton of stuff to talk about. Uh, first one is Recover Tacticals coming out with their 2022 stabilizer kit for Smith & Wesson M&P pistols. I about fan screamed at this. I bet, man, because I know you just got that M&P pistol, man. And oh, yeah. And this is nice, man. This is really cool. It's got, you know, some side rail attachments on both sides. So if you wanted to, you know, add some other stuff, you know, put your light to the side, that kind of thing. <clears throat> also, it's got the uh, shoulder brace or the not the shoulder brace. I should re cho- choose my words more carefully. It's got the arm brace uh, that you can use in there. And it's also got this weird, cool. I, I think it's kind of weird, but also kind of cool uh, little strap there. Uh, that you can, I guess, maybe put on your arms. That way it could kind of dangle almost like a sling. 
Yeah, that's what I was exactly thinking. I was thinking that might just be like a makeshift sling that you could use. Yeah, and for the Glock models, they start at around $100, so I see this kind of being the same. Um, it looks like you can use the, you know, it could be used for all Smith & Wesson uh, M&P uh, models because in the pictures, they got a full size, and they also got a compact in there as well. Uh, so I think that's pretty fucking cool. I think that's good. I think uh, expansion on the accessory markets for anything other than Glock, because there's already so much for Glock, is good stuff. Oh, yeah, especially for the M&P line. Like, I mean, I, I think I might have said this in the last podcast, but I'm really upset that I didn't try the M&P series, or specifically the 2.0 sooner. And seeing how quick the aftermarket growth died with the P320 being adopted kind of saddens yeah. me. Yeah. And, and I just think the aftermarket is where it's at, man. Oh, Customize yeah, it. Ma- ma- you know, uh, we all... I'm a, I'm a Jeep guy, so, you know, accessorizing is my thing, especially with guns as well. So, uh, you know, everybody wants to make whatever it is their own. Yeah, and Smith & Wesson, if you're listening to this, start working with these companies like SIG did, and I think everyone will start picking up your pistol even more. I, you know, they definitely have a fanboy. You know, I don't shoot Smith & Wesson MPs the best, but they feel the best in my hand. And that's why I still love, I love shooting it. with it. Yeah. Sticky Bolt releases their newest stickers with uh, dropping five of them. Uh, if you're like me, I love stickers. I got them all. You know, I carry a water ball around with me everywhere. I got tons of stickers on them. I also got like stickers on my gun safe. Got stickers on my gun cleaning kit that I walk around. You know that I have. I just fucking love stickers. Uh, and Lucky Bolt is got some pretty good ones. Uh, gun related, obviously. Uh, it is based out of England, so they're. Interesting. Yeah, it is. Uh, so their prices are in English pounds and not U.S. dollars. Uh, but you know they got some cool shit. Uh, you got like a HK MP5, uh, the Scorpion, and the FN Scar sticker. I wonder uh, if they have a permit to make those. <laughs> that's a good question. Um, but the that pack is uh, seven dollar or seven pounds and fifty cents. I don't know what the fuck you would call it. It's like um, fifteen dollars U.S. sixteen. Yeah. Uh, you got the ammo pack, uh, which shows like uh, some ammo in a grand clip. Uh, you got some ammo looking down into a magazine. Uh, you got like the anatomy of a pew kind of thing. Uh, that's pretty cool. This is what I really thought was pretty fucking cool. They have a reloading ration starting pack. Uh, you know, it's stickers uh, showing like gun oil, uh, bullets, primers, powder, that kind of stuff that looks like bathroom uh, old timey bathroom uh, accessories. It's kind of yeah. cool. Uh, it's nine ninety British pounds. So check them out. Uh, again, it is Sticky Bolt, and they also have some other stickers as well. This is just some newest ones that they've dropped. Now, this is I personally put this up here just because, again, like I stated, uh, I need to organize my shit a little bit better so that way I can have more room. Uh, and this is gear organization made easy with Sagewood Gears clip hangers. Now, this is nice because it just attaches to like an old pegboard. Um, so, you know, you see a lot of these organized wall kind of stuff that's proprietary. They're expensive as fuck. Uh, you can get these pegboards at, you know, Lowe's or Home Depot for less than 20 bucks. Uh, and these clips literally are just, uh, they look almost like foamy clips. For holsters, 
uh, but you can put them on the pegboards and you can put like your radios, your knives, um, anything that can attach to a clip. So you could even put like your holsters on there. Uh, it's pretty, pretty cool. Pretty cool. Each clip kit costs seven dollars, and if you buy four or more, you will receive fifty cents off each additional clip. So it's also not expensive. So that's why I really wanted to add this in here. I thought that was pretty interesting. Yeah, it definitely makes organizing a man cave a lot easier. Yes, man. I'm telling you, like, if you could turn, if I could turn around my fucking Mac, you could see that it is a wreck in this fucking place. <laughs> So I'm you, happy my desk isn't showing. You would probably be jealous, though, of my wa- uh, Emma wall. I got a pretty nice stash, though. Yeah, fuck you. Well, you'd be jealous of my houseplant, Pat- Patrick. Yeah, okay, I'll leave it at that. Yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> what I thought. <laughs> yep, uh, this next thing, um, and I just threw this in here because I thought it was uh, pretty... It was interesting for this. Uh, Palmetto State Armory and EOTech team up to showcase the PVS-24 night vision device. Now, I wanted to throw this in there because Palmetto State likes to expand their uh, product showcase. And with them getting involved with EOTech on night vision, I almost wonder if maybe they're going to get in their hand at selling night vision or making night vision. Now, if that happens, I wouldn't fucking hold my breath for them to... If they say they're coming out with some like cheap PVS-14s uh, tomorrow, I'm not going to hold my breath and try and wait to buy those things because you well, know, yeah, PSA... Don't. Yeah, PSA yeah. is... I was going to say they're famous <laughs> for being fucking late on everything. Not just that, but fucking Christ, like the AKV, you'll never find it in stock. Yeah, man. And, and, you know, what was it? The the handgun, their Glock 19 copy. They still haven't fucking released their version of the MP5. That's been three years now. And they've not been maintaining their 1911s. Well, you know, I'm in, in regards to what's going on now, I can understand why they're having issues. But they were having these issues before in regards to coming out yeah. with new products. You can tell that they're trying to better their quality, but at the same time, they are keeping up production, and that's a problem. Um, and one thing I will say is that they're coming out with triggers now. For what? AR-15s. Uh, you know, they already had the EPT. Uh, yeah, but these are like uh, PSA branded. Interesting. Yeah, I saw that. And it wasn't too bad. I mean, like it's kind of like a Rise Armament kind of trigger look like. Um, but it was like 80 bucks. Hmm. So, uh, I just thought that was interesting as well. U.S. Palm introduces new banana special edition 30 magazine. I thought they were, I thought they went out of business. U.S. Palm? Yeah. They were bought. Oh. Yep. Uh, so if I remember, that's been like a year and a half ago. I want to say they were bought. Um, but I thought this was interesting just because of the fact that uh, I am trying my hand at AKs with AR ammunition being so hard to find and expensive. Uh, I've actually been able to find 762 by 39 relatively easy for pretty cheap. Yeah. Um, so I, you know, upgraded my AR. I got a Magpul stock. I got Magpul grip. 
I got a, I can't remember what brand. I want to say Midwest Industries, but I think it's something else. Um, uh, Handguard M-Lock. Uh, so I'm upgrading it. I put a Vortex Spark on there. Uh, so I'm going to try my hand at it. And I just want to throw this out there because it seems like a lot of people are going to AKs for the moment. Wait, wait. You upgraded your AR or your AK? My AK. Okay, you said AR. My error, my error. Yeah, but, you're just old. Uh, yeah. Well, my head's hurting <laughs> thinking from all the bullshit that I had to deal with work on, during this fucking show. And then I've been <laughs> up. I've been up since just before three o'clock because I had to drop my family off at the airport. Uh, the plane was supposed to leave at six, but then last night it changed to five forty. And then this morning when I woke up, it was five thirty. It was when the plane was leaving. So I was like, "What the fuck?" So. I had to go drop oh, off uh, my kids and my mom. They're going to go visit my brother. So, Well, they should have fun. Yep. Uh, new Isotone Sports Advanced Bluetooth Earplug Headphones. I just threw this in there just because uh, Electronic Ear Pro is a game changer, I got to say. Uh, and then these are Bluetooth, which is pretty cool. And the price isn't that bad. It's 80 bucks. So. That's not too bad compared to everyone else. I mean, fuck, Surefire wants, what, $80 for regular fucking ear, ear uh, like foam earplugs or whatever? Yeah, and they're doing it right. They got uh, five different uh, ear molds that goes onto it. So you know, that's the biggest thing with these in-the-ear ear protections uh, mm-hmm. is that you know everybody's ear channels are different. So they got five different molds that you can use. Uh, and if you're like me, I like listening to my music at the range. Uh, last year I got in trouble for, uh, listening to my hip hop at the range by some FUD. Uh, <laughs> I had a, just playing on a Bluetooth speaker. And so I had to, I purchased the, uh, Walker Bluetooth, uh, headsets and there got them like super crazy good deal, but they were like normally $300. Uh, the next one going kind of sticking with uh, ear pro uh, walkers firemax ear pro and walkie talkie now i just want to throw this in there because um walker already has uh ear pro that has a walkie talkie on there these are great for like instructors uh for range safety officers that kind of stuff uh they kind of just upgraded it made it look a little bit cooler uh this has come to us from firearms news but i don't see a price on it uh, but their older brand or version, I guess you could say, uh, they were around 80 bucks, I think, altogether for everything. The EarPro itself was like 50 and then the walkie-talkie attachment was like, I think, $30, maybe $40, I think. Uh, just kind of going off memory, so God forgive me if I get it wrong. But this is cool looking, looks a little bit more ruggedized, a little bit more... Um, a little bit more... Barney Five Proof, as I like to say. It looks kind of cyberpunkish, almost. It does. It looks like something almost came out of Halo. Mm-hmm. Uh, next product is the Agile Three Level Three A Soft Armor Inserts from Premier Body Armor. Shout now, out to have... that Desert Knight camo on that holster. Absolutely. Now, if you don't have a uh, any sort of body armor, I highly recommend that you get some, just because. Uh, that is the biggest investment. And that's something I started doing myself is that since ammo and guns started getting harder to get, I started upgrading other parts of my kit. So I got uh, Peltors. Uh, I got um, 
upgraded my uh, old ACH, uh, and I got a new plate carrier and body armor. So this is something I think people should invest in as well. And They definitely should, because it's going to be their biggest uh, protection against a shooting that just starts. Absolutely. And I don't see any price point on there, but there is plenty out there. Um, and... Next is uh, ETS unveils 30, 40 round CZ Scorpion Evo mags. Uh, that's pretty awesome just because, uh, you know, the CZ Scorpion is becoming a very popular rifle. Uh, and the last bit of product that I'm going to talk about is Safari Land released a Gen 3 Fast Attack Vest Plate Carrier. Now, this thing looks pretty badass. Uh, I love Safari Land. Safari Land is a great brand. Uh, and it's got the laser cut molly on there, which is nice. And it looks pretty secure. It's got the quick release uh, pull tabs instead of the Velcro in the front. Uh, but now, probably, I can guarantee you with this fucking thing, it's probably going to be around $250, $300 because it is Safari Land. Uh, but with Safari Land, you're going to get great products. It does look pretty cool. It, it's pretty cool. And of course, it's in that ODG, baby. Mm hmm. What sucks is with me being colorblind half the time, ODG looks FDE to me. That sucks for you. I feel bad for yeah. you. Well, see, no, I feel happy for me because that means more things are ODG for me. <laughs> you just look like a dumbass with uh, FDE pouches <laughs> on <the> ODG play carrier. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you got any products you want to talk about, Mike? Uh, no, not really, but I did just learn that. Smith & Wesson came out with an FDE version of the Optics Ready Compact, which pisses me off because I wish I would have known about that. Well, with that, let's go ahead and get into our next segment, which is gun culture. And the only reason we're not actually covering a movie, this comes to us from the Farms blog, uh, and the title of it is Top 5 Guns from, movie, from Movies Featuring Tehran Tactical. Uh, now I'm going to say fuck off Duran tactical. I don't understand why people are still with this motherfucker. Uh, why they're so gung ho on being associated with them. Uh, you know, I just don't get it because Duran tactical, if you're not familiar, uh, he is a piece of shit farms. Well, I don't say piece of shit. He is an an excellent farm instructor. He is just a horned boomer pedophile. Uh, there was a video, I think it was last year or the year before, yep. maybe now, uh, we talked about it briefly where he gets these smoking hot show women. Uh, he teaches them gun stuff in hopes of getting them into action movies because a lot of Hollywood stars that are going to be in gun movies go train with Terran tactical. Uh, and he, I, you know, I'm not going to say he pressures them into, doing sexual activities but uh, you know he asked to look at their precious we can i'll say that because that's a that's a fucking fact that we've seen on the video Uh, but you know every time like i fucking love uh tom sugar and kurt brysher man uh 
I love listening to Two Bears, One Cave. That's a podcast that they have together. Uh, and for a while there, they were talking about like, oh, yeah, let's go to Terrain Tactical and shoot some guns. I'm like, you know, fuck. For being, you know, and they're liberal as fuck, but they're funny as shit. Um, but for being two liberal woke dudes for supporting and promoting Terrain Tactical like that, you know, that's just crazy. And I don't think a lot of people in the Hollywood elitist know of Terrain Tactical's past. So, uh, no. he, he mentions five movies, one of me and police Academy, which is one of my most favorite fucking movies out there. I fucking love, uh, you know, police Academy. He also talks about, uh, looks like the good, the bad, the ugly. Um, anyway, he's talking about the guns in them, but I just want to put this in there cause it's, you know, about gun culture. Uh, and it mentions trend tactical, which I want to tell him to go fuck yourself because you're a piece of shit. Any any uh ch- any chime that you want to talk about there, Mike? No, I mean, to be honest with you, I, I'm kind of depressing right now because I don't have anything to talk about because I've been trying to get the website like all tip top in shape and looking as good as it can, and then I just keep running into issues, and then I'm not able to keep up with anything. Dude, that's why I am not a tech person. You know what I told yeah. you. When I, uh, what was it Sunday? I was like, I'm gonna be like just 30 minutes late before I got called into work. I was like, I'm gonna be 30 minutes late. My mom's having issues with her uh, e-boarding pass with uh, the airline, and then it was like, oh shit, man, you know, you're helping somebody with tech issues. And I'm like, yeah, you're in deep yep. shit. <laughs> if, if I'm helping you, you're going up Shit's Creek without a paddle. Absolutely, man. <laughs> So let's go ahead and start wrapping it up. Uh, I greatly appreciate you listening to another episode of the 2A Lifestyle. I appreciate Mike for being on as our, uh, you know, co-host again. Mike, you know, it is amazing having you on again. Uh, you're good to talk to, bud. Uh, I appreciate, I'm sure Always people appreciate you listening. Uh, if you haven't already, go ahead and check out him at Tacat Actual on Instagram. Also check out Just Pews on Facebook and Instagram. And you can check us both out at JustPews.com. Uh, also check out my social media. Everything uh, is under 2A Lifestyle. Also go ahead and check out uh, our Patreon, uh, 2A Lifestyle Podcast. Anything you guys give us, greatly appreciate. It goes directly back into this podcast. And then also go ahead, if you haven't already, hit that subscribe button. That is the best way to keep up with new podcast episodes as they come out. And if you can, leave us a review. It is the best way for people to find us when they're looking for gun-related content on their podcast platform. Mike, it's been good talking to you, buddy. I will talk to you soon, but until then, let's go ahead and see and do this again in two weeks and tell folks to keep enjoying that 2A lifestyle. Yes, enjoy the 2A lifestyle. Be the 2A lifestyle. Eat the 2A lifestyle. My mother told me someday.